And we're back, just like that. The backdrop's back. Hi, Vocab. Hello, Rich. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm cool. My voice is waking up, but I'm awake. Yes, we're recording this early. And if you're listening to it, it releases at, what, 1 a.m. or something. So it could feel like we're still up from the night before if you're watching this late enough. Um, we had a little pause in the in the podcast, and uh, so I wanted to check in with you, Vocab, see what you've been up to, maybe what's coming up, if you've got anything to talk about before uh, we bring Matthew out here to talk to him. And the reason why the podcast is back is because of Matthew. So, Thank you, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, I have a whole lot of things coming up. I have a public artwork that I had to work very hard to be a part of. I was a part of two teams that got rejected. And then I was asked by the San Antonio River Authority and San Pedro Creek to come on to the winning team and be the engagement liaison. Ooh. And I'm excited to have a title like that. So I will be activating the space and talking to people and creating original content that will be in this historic landmark in San Antonio of the St. James AME Church. And um, I have a national performance network grant. Uh, I'm working on my concert with my friend Lubana Alkintar, who is the first voice of the Syrian opera. And uh, I'm just college gigging, teaching at universities. I have a show at St. Edwards coming up and a show at Texas AME, take Texas AM, A&M University, Corpus Christi. My God, Tamu Corpus Christi. I want to meet people who come up with some of these names. Like how, why, why so complicated for names like this? Because it's a university. Yes. I mean, we also, there's enough with Hearts Need Art. People get so confused with Hearts Need Art. And that's three words, and they get confused. So, uh, hearts want the heart, hearts, arts of hearts, hearts of hearts. Yes, hearts. Yes, it's it's so funny to me. Um, I love San Pedro Creek, though. I had a bunch of publicity photos taken along the like little first section of the San Pedro Creek Parkland or whatever it's called. Did the bugs attack you when you were there? No. Good. No, and they have beautiful murals. It's mm-hmm. a really pretty, pretty space. So if you're in San Antonio, check that out because it's a really, and they're expanding it still. It's been in the works for years, right? Right. And uh, this part was not a part of the original budget. What happened was they were digging up land and they found a capstone or a headstone of a church and they realized, oh my God, this is a historical space from the 1800s where um, emancipated African-Americans started a church that used to be a soap factory. And then uh, they they held that space for a few years before they moved on, but that was their first physical location um, because they just used to meet and congregate to have service. But then when they you know, bought that space, it, it became something really monumental and historic for um, Black people, but it's not just Black history, it's American history. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to be a part of it and help celebrate it and, and educate, you know, the world about it. Congratulations. Well, they picked the right person to be the liaison. Thanks. And if you get a fun name, I mean, why not take the job, you know? Get a title. No exactly. I love a good, I love a good title. Like uh, right. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. I created once at Hearts Art my title of director of storytelling. And I was like, I found I met someone else who had that title. And I was like, I want that title. What's your job? And so and I had I was like, director of storytelling. That's a good title. It is great. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, I um got an email 
about Matthew, who's on our show today, who's doing something really cool, who's created something amazing, and they wanted to know if we could talk to him. And I said, of course. So uh, Matthew uh, founded Artist House, and it's a it's a great space that he's here to talk about. And I don't want to talk about it. I want him to talk about it. So we'll bring him out. So please say hello to Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Hi, how are you? Matthew. Great. Hello. So I know this will be past when it's happening, but I just want to bring up that Matthew has a big day today when we're recording this because he's going to see Beyonce tonight. So if Beyonce listens to the podcast, just know that someone on our show, yes, just say hello to him, please. He's waiting for you. Exactly. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your, uh, background before we get to even like how Artist House came to be. Yeah. So, um, growing up, I've always been a creative. I've always been painting. I've always been, um, kind of in the creative field. Um, I actually went to school for accounting, which is, was a very big twist, uh, in terms of my kind of trajectory for life. But I always wanted to kind of have this business background with whatever creative path I was kind of going to be on um, for eventually maybe starting my own business or just kind of having a different kind of outlook on the way creatives kind of think. And then um, after I graduated, I worked in fashion for six and a half years. Um, and during this time, I was kind of feeling very stuck in my corporate job, my nine to five. Um, as creative as the fashion world was, I was still feeling kind of a lack of creativity thereof, just, you know, from being at these big corporations. I was at Ralph Lauren for a while. Um, I was at a different brand called Love Shack Fancy. Um, and again, just kind of general corporate life, even though in the creative world was just not doing it for me. So about three years ago, I was in the middle of, again, my job at Ralph Lauren. And I kind of started developing this idea of, well, at first I was kind of like, you know, I need to get back into painting and I need to get back into the space and feel very creative, feel very, I guess, pushed creatively but living in new york city and you know having a very small apartment i was setting up shop in my my room so i had my my easel in one corner but then i had my canvases leaning against my tv and my paints on my bed and on the floor and it was just a mess and i was like this this isn't sustainable it's not pushing me creatively it's not you know there's nothing inspiring me that's around me so i set up to kind of find a studio in this in the city but like i said with New York City being very expensive, um, everything that I wanted to, uh, any studio I wanted to rent was upwards of $2,500 to $4,000 for pretty much taking out a new lease on an apartment or commuting 45 minutes to an hour to just be at a studio that I probably wouldn't go to so often because, you know, I, again, I still had my nine to five job. So I kind of started thinking creatively and I was like, why, why doesn't this exist? Like, why isn't there a space that's affordable? And why isn't there a space that's, you know, easily accessible and I can go to whenever I want and kind of pop in and pop out. I actually found a very similar model to what I was thinking um, based in the city. But then there was, so I started kind of going to that um, space and I was liking it, but there was this lack of community driven engagement and community driven events and programming that I was needing. And I think as creatives, you know, creative people and especially in the art world, it can be a very lonely place. It could be a place where you're kind of in your studio by yourself, you know, with your own creative thoughts, which could be to some people's benefit, but to other people, they need to thrive off of the community around them and the art world around them. And I think 
everyone takes inspiration from other artists. So, you know, no one comes up with their creative style just by thinking of it. They've seen other artists, other styles, other creative elements of the world around them. So I kind of set out to then create this idea of a co-working membership based club based in New York that had all the studio elements that had access to affordable, easily accessible studio space, but then has this element of real interactive events and programming. So whether it's hosting talks from different gallery owners, whether it's hosting classes, whether it's hosting just events for the members to engage with other members, I was like, this is, this has legs, this has the opportunity to really grow and shine and be something really incredible. And, you know, you're, again, a lot of studios, you have a closed door policy, you're kind of closing the door behind you, and you're in your studio, this concept, you're kind of working inches away from other artists. So if I'm working on a piece, and I'm like, hey, how did you do that style? Or hey, how did you do that technique? I, I've kind of broken down the walls between everyone's studios in my space to be able to kind of create this amazing atmosphere that engages in, you know, human to human experiences that you're kind of getting involved with in the art world. So that's a pretty brief and quick summary of what I'm doing. And it's just been such an amazing experience kind of developing this and seeing the reaction from different artists and how they're craving this community, especially in this kind of post COVID kind of, you know, at the tail end of, of getting back into the office and getting back into the workspace and out of the apartments. I think people are really needing it and people are really excited about it. It sounds um, really like it would be like a party to me. Like you walk in and I, in my head, there, there's paint flying everywhere. There's well, a lot have, of like Beyonce's playing. Exactly. Yeah. I, got, I got the speakers everywhere. We're kind of, we're always having a good time. I feel like, you know, the energy in the space, people actually said they're like, I, I just love the energy in the space and I'm always there. I try to be there as often as I can to really engage with everyone. And I'm trying to make it a very exciting environment because again, it can be a lonely place. People put their headphones on, they kind of go to their work, but I'm like, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's be together. Let's be a community. Let's kind of build that community together. So it's definitely a fun, a fun time when I'm there. How many people can be there at one time? We have about 12 workstations. Um, workstations being an easel with a cubby and um, a rolling cart. And then we have a few communal tables um, in the back of our of our studio. So at one time, I'd say probably 12 to 16 people could be there at a time. But because of the way that it's um, kind of the way that we've decided to make it membership based, um, it's kind of on a rotation basis and your membership based on is based on frequency of use. So we have people who are only on the weekends. So they're kind of rotating in and out throughout the throughout the day on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. And then we have people during the week and then we have people who are full-time, who are full-time artists. It gives me the idea of constantly being in a workshop or a co-op uh, space. And that is a breeding ground for inspiration because you have a homogeneous commun community of like-minded people who are in this space with a purpose. All your, all your end goals are different for your art, but you have the same purpose, which is to create. And then you're just inspired on a constant basis. And I think that's really, really wonderful. I, I wish I could see... Um, some of the spaces or where can we go? Cause I know this is gonna come later, but where is a place maybe we can go to, to like view that or do y'all ever do works in progress? Yeah, I think like eventually I wanna, you know, host it to people outside of the space too and to be able to come in and see what people are working on. And I want it to be a really interactive community with not just the art world, with the people who are outside the art world who 
I'm looking to buy a piece of art from an emerging artist, but I don't know where to go because I don't know where any of these emerging artists are sitting or creating or making. And I want people to kind of come in and be like, whoa, like this is amazing. Like, what is this space? Why are you here? What are you feeling? How is this happening? So it's just a really cool community that I'm trying to build and trying to grow on. And then I have one more question. Do you ever help each other with critique and revision, like peer reviews? It hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure there are, I already know that a few people have, a few artists have decided to work together on a few projects. So I'm sure that there's, that's happening internally and I'm just not privy to that, but I, I see them working together. One of our artists brought in a live model um, a few weeks ago and I reached out to all of the members. I was like, does anyone want to participate in this? And three of my members decided to participate and the four of them just kind of went at it and really enjoyed the process and talking to each other and meeting with this model and being able to create and paint together and they just you know i saw them eating lunch together i just i saw it all happening so i'm sure there's a lot of critiques that are happening in internally between everyone and people are definitely talking and my members i want them to be talking i want them to be engaging about their craft and what they're doing and always growing and always building and i'm always trying to encourage that kind of in the space that's awesome yeah i love the like openness, the community that you're, that you've created. Can you talk a little bit about that, about why that's important to you and to the people that are coming there? I just think the art community, I keep saying it, but like, you know, it, you could just be in your own studio and you could just be by yourself kind of creating and not really interacting with anyone. And then you go to your nine to five job, if that's what you're doing, or you're a full-time artist, but you're never really meeting other artists. And I think like, unless you're in a big gallery with other artists, which is very hard to come by and very hard to get into, I think there's, there's a lack of these, these people that don't have the connections in the art world and a lack of people that don't have the, you know, the drop, like not the drive, but they don't have, you know, the courage to re to cold call a gallery or to reach out to someone to host an exhibition. Like I'm, I kind of have a no, there's no application necessary for, for artist house. I kind of meet you. I kind of, to see if you're a good fit, but the, I'm not judging you based on your art. I'm not judging you based on how good you are. I want you to just come and be able to create because I think that's really important because so many people get in their head that like, you know, their stuff's not too like commercial enough to be able to sell it. Their stuff is not good enough to be in a gallery. But for me, I'm just, I want you to come here and, and paint and create and get lost in your art and meet other people and just figure it out for yourself. And like, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're good, if you are just starting, if you're doing stick figures on a canvas, I, I don't care. As long as you're creating, I'm very happy for you to be in our space which I think is important because I think a lot of people, again, they get overwhelmed by the, the idea of needing to fit into a certain box, like, but they're, you know, they're a square peg and they're trying to fit into this round hole and it's just not gonna work, so. I wanna share this episode with all the people in the hospitals that we work with, all the administrators, because we used to do group classes in hospitals with patients and we would get- I love it good people, good artists, bad artists, everyone in one room. And, and because of the pandemic, we now have to do it in the bedside where they're alone in that one room and have no one else to, you know, look at, take tips from. I think there's such a like learning and sharing in a group class. And I love that you're bringing that back um, and available to people that, that you can just do it. Like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like as long as, long as you're doing something, you can be here. And I could think my stick figure is the greatest thing since Picasso. And if that means, if, if I feel that way and I am feeling empowered by that, then like, 
by all means, I'm going to keep going at it. And I'm going to keep doing it. So, you know, yeah. art is so subjective to whoever's doing it themselves. So, and whoever likes whatever they like. And, you know, I think it's just important to get in and keep creating and you're never going to grow if you stop or if you're limited in any capacity. So why not break those limitations and really get yourself in the studio to be able to create at, at all times of the day, at all hours of the day. You just opened, right? We open on August 1st. Yes. Wow. And what are yes. you like, what are you hearing from the people that are coming in there or even just stopping by to, you know, interview and see if they can, like who are interested in it? What are you hearing? I mean, people have never heard of this space before. They've never even understood kind of this concept before because everything they've seen has been this very specific single studio, no co-working space. And I think it's just an interesting when you walk in the, I made sure I took a lot of surveys um, back in 2020 when I started developing this and then COVID happened and I kind of took a halt. And then I started really picking back up again last December. And since then I've been sending out surveys, kind of what people want, what people need out of a studio. And I've really catered the space to being a very specific type of space, whether it's being flooded with natural light. We have so many windows in our space. It's amazing. You walk in, it's just lit the entire time, even at night because of New York City being so bright at night. I made sure that each workstation had was a specific dimension because of the way that canvases are kind of on, on the easels, how they sit, and like to make sure that it fits. I kind of made sure to make an environment that was catered to the to the needs of my members, even though they weren't even members yet. And as people kind of continue to come in, they're like, hey, I would love to see a a shade on that window because I do projection. So I'm like, great, I'm sure you want that. And I want to do that for someone else. I'm sure someone else has that exact same request. So I'm trying to kind of accommodate. And as people are walking in, they're just totally astounded by like what I've created and what is happening in the space. And again, you walk in, it's a very warm, amazing, inspirational environment that you're kind of, you know, listening to good music and you're hanging out and I've created a really cool coffee bar and a cool lounge area. And I want it to be a place where you can come for the entire day and you really don't have to leave. So people are kind of coming in being like, it's so inviting. It's so amazing. And well, I have one member who's there seven days a week, who's just, who's full time. And she, every time I'm there, she just comes by my desk and she's like, I just, I cannot thank you enough for this. Like, this is literally the greatest thing I've ever been a part of. And I'm, and she's pretty much the only one there at all times. And I'm like, you know what, if it's just for you, if I'm just helping you be able to do your art, that's, that's good enough for me. Wow. During the like planning process, your vision of it, how, how did that change from like the beginning pre pandemic? Like you said before you, when you were thinking about it into August 1st, when it opened, like, have you what have you learned and how has that changed kind of what the end product was it's funny when i was going back to my i did a lot of 3d renderings of the space that i kind of found back in 2020 and seeing where it was today it's kind of exactly what i envisioned and it's kind of exactly like a a direct depiction of what i created back in 2020 because again the bones of what this is as a studio is is not so unique or different like it's very much workstations set up like you would in your normal studio so i kind of created something that was very you know i think the idea also is that it's easily translatable to a different city you can kind of put these in different cities and make them happen kind of everywhere so i wanted to create something that was easy and i always had that in mind in terms of, of from a growth perspective back in 2020 i think the one thing that i i definitely focused on was price sensitivity. I think people are definitely, you know, changing that. I learned a lot about, you know, what people can afford, what people 
what people can afford. Um, I think I, you know, I wasn't so, I was really excited about the concept and I wasn't really interacting with any potential members back in 2020. So I wasn't really listening to what they had to say. I was touring some spaces back in February of 2020 that were, you know, dark basements and that like, you know, were just not the vibe at all. But for me, I was so excited about this new concept. So I was like, let's do it. Like, this is it. Like we're, we're going all in on this, but looking back on it, I know that I had to kind of reach out to these members and be like, what do you need? Because otherwise it would just be, you know, it would fall short of what they always wanted and what they were, what they were looking for to be able to do what they wanted to do in the, in the art world. Is New York supportive, like grant funding wise or resources for artists? Do you feel that, I mean, that, that the city has opportunities in, the, in that regard? I think so. I mean, I haven't, you know, I think the opportunities are, are there. I think it's just kind of hard to find them necessarily. I know that the, the art world in New York especially is very vibrant and like people are always supporting artists. Um, I should probably look into more about that because I think it's, I think that's such an important aspect to getting people kind of going and, you know, in any capacity is to, you know, provide some sort of financial support in any way. But I think it's there. I just, it's, you know, it might just be a little hard to come across. What I see happening for you, if you allow me to speak, is just really uh, underserviced artists, people from niche communities or marginalized communities probably at some point starting to reach out to you, uh, especially if you're thinking about the LGBTQIA community, um, being able to service artists that come from that capacity, that come from that background and saying, hey, can I come to you? Can I have a place? It's like a refuge in, in, in a place, in a sense, but feels safe space. It's a safe space. And that's, again, and that's also why I don't really judge based on anything other than you being a, an exciting artist that wants to keep creating because the, otherwise it becomes too specific and it becomes this like, you know, very, very specific type of person that's coming to Artist House. I don't want that. I want it to be open to anyone who just wants to, to be in the world with other artists and wants to have a space I think you go to, to really just, you know, settle in and, and talk and have an open forum. And again, I'm always there. I'm pretty much there five days a week from nine to five, nine to six. And I'm sitting there and if people have questions for me and if people want to just talk about random things in their world, I'm there. I kind of act as their therapist almost in, in some capacity because I'm just sitting there willing to talk about anything that they want. And I, yes, I agree. I think having those marginalized communities and having, you know, especially like, you know, I'm part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And I think it's just so important to, to also, you know, as part of my community to get people in and to know that it's very much a safe space that they can come and create and do whatever they want in it. So where exactly are you located for people who are like, I want me to go there and I need to be there. We're located in um, the garment district of New York. So it's right, right near Times Square. So it's on uh, 38th and 7th Ave. So we're kind of right smack in the middle of New York, which is really nice. Um, and we're near every, every train station goes right through us, which is nice. Um, it's very easily accessible. Um, on top of like our monthly memberships, which are more people who are looking for more full time, we have, we offer day passes, we offer week passes. I just want to get as many people into the space to just just to try it you know if let's say you two come to new york for a day and you're like i just want to paint i just want to mess around and see what happens you know you can get a day pass and come and i i've also for those people who are just kind of popping in and out i've provided 
canvases and paints and brushes and materials for those who kind of want to just explore because you know no one wants to go to the the art store and buy all these paints that are very expensive and buy canvases and then just paint for a couple hours and then never think about it again so i've kind of created a also again i'm very communal i have a whole shelf i don't know if you guys saw i don't know if michael sent you our photos but i have a whole shelf of paints and brushes and you know materials random things that people can use and take from and I'm seeing a lot of my members are also taking from the the communal space. So it's, it's good. It's really a, it's a good place for anyone to come. I love how like artist creator focused it is. I, I like you've, it seems like you've thought, and then you're so willing to change, you know, as like things, as things are needed, as people want stuff. I love that. What do you think the, um, future is? What's your hope for how this grows over, over time? I've spoken to a lot of artists. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. I'm in a lot of different, you know, community discussion boards, just where I've been posting and kind of, you know, posting about artists has to get new members. And I've been seeing a lot of people who are in different crafts, very hands-on crafts that are looking for space too, whether it's potters, whether it's jewelry designers, whether it's um, textile designers, you know, there's a lot of hands-on crafting people that don't have this kind of co-working members only type of club space to be able to work. Um, these members clubs are kind of blowing up all over New York from, you know, Soho House and, you know, even though we work kind of, you know, acts like that in terms of communal space, but they're very focused on people who are in the digital world. So it's a lot of people with laptops who are sitting in these kind of lounge areas, sitting at big communal tables, working on their own digital work, whether it's, you know, graphic design or even just marketing or, or anything on their computer. I am focusing, especially in the in the first phase of Artist House, is really on painters, really on people who are like me, who are painters, drawers, kind of hands-on artists. But I think there is a lack of community-based spaces for these hands-on creators. So I want to create something that's like a full, you know, an entire building dedicated to like a makerspace that's for, again, like I said, potters, jewelry designers, textile designers, painters, drawers, anything that you kind of see in the craft world, like that is exactly who I'm trying to to cater to so that's the goal that's my long-term goal um and like i had mentioned earlier i want these artist house you know little satellites to pop up everywhere you know whether it's los angeles whether it's san antonio whether it's you know anywhere that you know there's a thriving artistic community i want there to be this community space that people can go to and create and you know if you're a member of one, you can go to others. So let's say you're traveling from New York to LA and you want to start painting again, or you just want to paint for the day, you can go to your your local artist's house. That's kind of the idea of where I, I see this going. We'll see how that happens and how long it takes, but I'm, I'm just too excited about this concept and I'm too excited about getting it out there because people have been telling me, it's just, they're like, it's so great. It's so amazing. You got to get this going and you got to keep going and, and pushing it forward. So that's what I'm working on. I hope you can franchise in a sense because it's basically like you know a franchise and uh, that people yeah. maybe other artists in other cities can buy into it. Say, hey, I have you know a million dollars and I want to <laughs> create a space for artists, and then you can go from city to city and teach other people your model so that they can develop it in their own cities because that's powerful. And like I said, also you know like back in 2020 when I was developing it, it's a very easy 
algorithm in terms of building the space. It doesn't take, it doesn't require too much. It doesn't require too much thought. It's really just a matter of finding an amazing space, plopping it down, and then you really have it. And then just finding those people that really want to engage. And I, I also, I require, the only requirement I ask of my members is that they have to be able to engage in the community and they have to want to, because otherwise my, my model and the ethos of, of artist house kind of falls short because you know, if you just want to do your art and paint and not really interact with the people who are around you, then maybe artist test isn't for you because this is, you know, I tell people it's 70% studio, but there's this 30% of programming that I'm kind of pushing out that I want everyone to really get involved with and be open to getting involved with and be open to if an artist talks to me or asks me a question, I'm not going to just scoff them off and be like, mm, I don't want to talk to you right now. You have to be willing to kind of engage with the, with the community around you. And that's a very important aspect of this. So as long as we find artists that are doing that and want to do that, I think we can take this all over the, the world, all over the country to start and just see where it, where it happens. But yes, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunities to, to pop up in different spaces and different cities and, and see what happens because, you know, artists need to meet other artists and they need, they need that. And to meet other artists in a different city to then, you know, collaborate and host an exhibition eventually. That's, that's a goal of mine. You know, let's say I have an artist in, in LA and Chicago and in New York who all have seen each other through the artist house portal and are like, I want to create, let's do a show together like that. That would be a, a huge plus on my end. And that would be, you know, a goal for me is to bring all these artists from all different walks of life together. And not just the New York City base, because I feel like New York, people who live in New York are a specific, kind of a specific type of person. So bringing people from different backgrounds and cultures and whatever to, to kind of come together is really an amazing opportunity. Yeah, I the the community group aspect of art making, like I, everyone's, especially over the last couple of years has been doing it all so individualized and in their own room and everybody has their own space in their house and to go back out and, and mingle and collaborate again. is so exciting. Yeah, definitely. How can people connect with you connect with artist house? Do they just stop by since you're there all the time. Do you want them to email you first? Yeah, so um, you can go on our website. It's artisthousenyc.com, and it has all the information about memberships. Um, there are a few different options to connect with me, to apply, just to kind of hear about us. And then, you know, I, I take a lot of informational calls. I'm happy to talk on the phone with anyone that that wants to talk about it, that's curious, that just wants to kind of hear about what I'm doing. Um, you know, and that's pretty much the best way to, to get in, in touch with me. Perfect. Yeah, Thank and in so case much. you're one more thing, in case you're trying to type this in, make sure that you don't put the P on the end of artist. Uh, say artists, because um, artists. That, me, I have a link because it was given to me. But I know me, I go and I start typing in the word artist. With the yeah, the people, people ask that a lot. Yeah, artist, A R T I S, H O U S E, H O U S E, yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it all in the notes. We'll have graphics yeah, on the screen. Everyone will know, mm -hmm. I promise. They will see. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you, Matthew, so much. Of course. Joy thank, you. Thank, fun you. Tonight. thank you. Follow his IBS Instagram. Follow his Instagram so you can see when he's on stage with Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> please do, please. Let's <laughs> speak that into the atmosphere that she will sing yes, you. I'm putting it out there. There will be an aura of light around you. Yep, exactly. I'll watch. I'll watch her Instagram. All right. Goodbye, Perfect. everyone. Thanks for watching. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It. This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art. 
create a support for patients and caregivers. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something 